0: having the business is like having a kid so it's like jules has her kids and then i have my kids yeah you know um and and i really think it's important like it's something that i've gone back and forth with her on there's this vacuum that's created because we work together there's this vacuum that's created when we have a kid because it's like either you're a good parent or you're a good good business person yeah sometimes they overlap for sure and you can try to have balance but like if you're trying to play ping pong and you're trying to cook you could probably figure it out like flip a pancake right as you're Mm -hmm. ping pong and then go back and forth right but at some point you know when you have two pancakes on or three pancakes on and you have a good player against you the dynamic nature that just one of those things falls apart you burn the pancakes you make a waffle on accident you make (laughs) a (laughs) waffle (laughs) classic
1: There it is. Welcome back to A blank <laughs> with friends. <laughs> I'm Mike. Uh, I'm Jordan. And today we have Jono Amon.
0: What's up everyone.
1: Jono, it's good to have you, man. Thanks for coming. Thanks, guys. Um, how's your day, dude? What's, what's been going on with you?
0: The day's good. Um, the beginning of this year has been rad. I yeah. mean, honestly, it's, it's been, I think one of the most challenging beginnings of the year for me, I kind of think of everything's in terms of business right. quarters. So here we are right at the on. end of the first quarter. Um, it's been super busy, but one of the things that I think I've appreciated most about this year is that there's been a lot of time for me to reflect back on what's happened in the last couple of years and okay. um, kind of see like where I've come in my business journey. And then now I have a little bit or. I never really have the time, but I've chose to take the time over the past couple months to evaluate where I am, where I want to go, and what are the next steps forward um, for me and my family business that I run and other ventures that I want. So that's kind of... That's
2: cool. An opportunity to reflect like that's important, being able to move forward. Just real quick, though, um, just to give a little spiel to the listeners out there, what are you... What do you do? Totally okay. Yeah. So
0: I'll tell you what's making money right now, and then what's we'll get into like <laughs> what's making money, and then and then and then we'll get into what I want to do like, while we're developing. Business. That's not making money. There's the corner, <laughs> however, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you biz dev, and then the practical stuff, um, and then my passions. Exactly. Not making exactly. money. <laughs> yeah. The the corner. Jordan's corner. <laughs> Sounds like a, a weird, sounds like a romance novel. Jordan's Corner. Jordan's Corner. Oh, Jordan's yeah, corner. I actually so, yeah.
2: started writing a book. I haven't come up with a name with it yet, though. That Wait, might be it. it. There you go. Jordan. Jordan's, Jordan's corner. corner. I like it. Roy- in with the no, i got to get in with that somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll write the preface. So, in uh,
0: in naming this, I really had to think about Jordan. <laughs> no. The author's note. Like, what those, like, all
2: those, like, weird little things before the book starts? Yep. Yeah, I've never read a book. All oh. with the little. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, uh,
0: okay, so I run a company called Common Sense Events. My wife and I started it in um, basically we we're in the last year of college, and the mindset there was like we need to either start a job or we need to get a job or um, we just kind of need to figure out what was going on. And at the time, we had our our firstborn son Vincent, mm-hmm. uh, who was just born. Jules was getting ready to graduate. My wife, uh, I was getting ready to graduate, and school was never something that I really liked. Uh, I kind of went through a little bit of a crazy phase, you know, like 18 to 22, maybe. Yes, yes you did. <laughs> <laughs> and I like that. And, <laughs> and I missed that. <laughs> yeah, it. it uh, I kind of fell off the deep end and then came right back and kept swimming. But it was um, the. It was a staffing company that we started, and I have a background in hospitality, customer service, food and beverage, and pretty much every job I've touched has had something to do with customer service. And so I once I... Um, We saw a need. We were working with some catering companies. We saw a need for high quality staffing within the event circuit and um, events like catering companies. You know, events that catering Mm -hmm. companies would work. Uh, These are events like corporate parties, weddings, birthday parties, anniversaries, all, all anything, pretty much all of above. Any type of event. Any type of event. Yep. So we started an event staffing company focused on uh, high touch customer service, Mm -hmm. self awareness in our team, um, and we hire some really incredible people. I mean, the people we work with. I feel so lucky that they're on our team. I we repeatedly send them into some scenarios in the event world that's that are so dynamic. And I think any other team would yeah. come out and the client would have complaints, but you just get these raving reviews and I cool. mean you know, they're on our Yelp and they're they get emailed to us and I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so lucky. So that's sweet. That's that's cool. But yeah, that's what we do right now. It's an event staffing company, common sense events, and we primarily work with uh, catering companies, I would say. But right on. Destination management companies, event coordinators, wedding planners. Right. We do close to 700 events a year.
1: Wow. Wow. So, what's what's the uh, drive behind creating um, a
0: company like that? What, what was it for you to make you want to do something like that? For me, the... Mindset behind it has always come down to facilitating experiences. Okay. Um. Just like, and, and you know, we were kind of joking before. Um. I don't know how much it's going to be on, on the podcast, but we were joking before and talking about the Olympics. You know, the the uh, Pier pong Olympics. Yeah. You know, <laughs> beer Olympics. And... Yeah, that's on our Instagram. Oh yeah, the beer. No, Olympics. Everyone knows about yeah, that. Yeah, okay. There's no okay, secret there. there. Cool. No, cool. Secret. So while we were getting shmammered, no. <laughs> 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 um, but Oops. but I I just always loved like when I was in college I always loved. Partying, getting together with friends, and I, then I thought about it more, and I was like, "What do I like about that?" And I really liked, um, I really liked the setup of it. I liked getting the crew together and deciding who's gonna bring the beer and who had the girls and who had the who had the <laughs> friends. Let's and be honest, dude. Who had, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, I I really liked the component of putting all the pieces together. And then when I was there, I would not be the one who was necessarily getting all the attention per se, but I was kind of more of the background setup guy. And I realized that I really, really liked that. And that was something that I could uh, parlay into a professional field. And so um, the that has always been the passion of kind of being able to facilitate an incredible experience. And whether that's someone's wedding, you know, you kind of get one shot at, at that you thing really or do, huh? two or three or four in some people's case. But, nope. you know, still like, <laughs> you know, still you want that time that's so special, whether it's a, a graduation or a celebration of life, you know, a funeral, yeah. a promotion, whatever it is, whatever the event is. Generally, it's something that you don't get to take back. You don't get to rerun. No, you You don't get to backspace a couple times and edit it. And, um, and so that having the, I think the pressure and the challenge of creating these moments for people that Mm -hmm. are fleeting and having them be so memorable is something that definitely drives me. And it's always a question of how to hack it so that our team is more prepared to deliver that for the client. Cool. It's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, back to, because
2: uh, I, I like what you said earlier about where you're at now at the end of this first quarter and the beginning of this year has been a really challenging yet like very full of learning um, experience for you. What do you mean by that now that the audience kind of has an idea of what you do? Because mm-hmm. I wanted to hear you out on that, but I think people need to know a little bit of a background because I obviously know, but.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah. So what we're working on right now, we've, we are located here in Southern California. We're scaling up. Uh, adding people onto our team, adding infrastructure, uh, adding employees, adding office spaces. And as I've thought about it, as the CEO of the company, I've really had to take a deep and, and close look at what our company is, where the direction we're going, and what type of company do we become if, let's say, we 10X it. You know? What type of company do we become if we three times it, right? What happens You know, at 1,000 mm-hmm. staff? What happens if we're running 700 events a year now and we're running 2,100 next year, Mm, right? What direction are we going? And as I've looked at that, I really feel like eventually with that scaling and that aggressively, which I know we can do, we get away from the heart and soul, which is that service. We start getting into kind of more of a metric of like, okay, how many events do we do today? How many people, how many, and the people become more of a number. And I feel like we can't help but lose in that scenario. Yeah because we're taking it away from the experience Mm -hmm. point
1: like in terms of quality
0: exactly yeah exactly
1: i feel like there's always um this fight between quantity and quality absolutely You you want enough quantity to keep yourself afloat but not so much in a sense not so much that you lose quality absolutely yes
0: and so we could we could scale up of course but as i've thought about it i've really uh i really want to get into what makes us special yeah as a company and so that for us is very much going to go into a consulting direction mm. where we take some of the training that we use with our own team and we use some of the mindset and we package that and we offer it as a, a system to restaurants and to catering companies so that we can help give them the same type of environment with their core team that we can provide for them and it can totally revolutionize people's companies and the experience that your guests have and a lot of times, especially for restaurants, it's super competitive you know, especially during market downturns. And if there's, you know, any sort of market downturn, people really closely look. Where mm-hmm. are they spending their discretionary income? And so for restaurants, I think especially having customer service be at the forefront of what they do as far as training with their employees will be super important. And I'd love to meet that need um, as it comes up. Mm-hmm. I think what's incredible is the fact that
2: you have tuned in to what your passion was at the source like you said, is creating that experience and creating an experience has nothing to do with quantity. So true. Yep. Yep. An experience that's created is absolutely quality based. And so I think what's really cool is that you've just like discovered that about yourself that, you know, what I'm good at is I'm good at creating that experience and I'm going to take that experience. And now how do I market an experience? Because you can't market it by making some huge like company with a lot of heads like a lot of people you don't need a lot of bodies Mm -hmm. you just need to what you're doing needs to work well Mm -hmm. and I think what you can do and what you've decided to do is fantastic because you've decided I'm not selling and I'm not trying to grow my company in a way where I can have a lot of employees and be some huge company but I can now market the experience Mm -hmm. and how do you create that experience not necessarily you creating it but getting
0: other people to to be able to create it totally and I think a lot of it is uh, leverage I would love to be able to leverage, um, I, w- I would love to be able to have a similar employee footprint mm-hmm. that we do now, but be able to impact, have 10x the impact that we have now. Yes. And that's what I'm really talking about. I-, I think that as a team, let's say we come together and there's there's 10 of us. There's about five employees right now, like like full-time people who are um, processing all the quotes and doing all that. And there's, of course, our team that goes out and works all the events. Yeah. Um, I think that if we, went to 10 and then we were able to impact thousands and thousands of uh, guests through the businesses that we touch. Yeah. I think that there's an exponential effect that we can have on the industry there. Yeah. So that's kind of what I'm thinking, um, towards, um, I also have a, a terrible entrepreneurial disease, (laughs) shiny object syndrome it's called. Yeah. And for any of you, uh, listening out there, if you have your own gig, if you have your own thing, you're working on, you know, it's so easy to get distracted. And so of course I'm very much the visionary in my company, but it's also easy to kind of see other opportunities. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I'm like, I am, I've been working for a while and I do have this currently, but, um, about a year ago, I started a media company Mm -hmm. and we called it common sense business, uh, common sense brand services. But then about six months ago, you realize the acronym CSBS wasn't as flattering as possibly something (laughs) else. (laughs) <laughs> so we've rebranded yeah. and it's Amen Media Group now. And so that's something that's been around for about a year now. Um, we're a totally different business. But again, going back to that whole experience thing, this is a company that's geared towards helping the guest, the client, whoever mm-hmm. it is coming and looking, the viewer, to experience the brand of the company before they even walk in the door. So say the restaurant or the catering company or whatever. So just a similar way as we're facilitating Guest experiences. Yes, we can facilitate viewer experience through the media work that we do through videography, photography. Um, we've got a team of awesome people who work with who we work with now. Uh, there's about four of them that do everything from drone photography, um, video, and you know we can help set up podcasts. Mm-hmm. We can do anything to help facilitate the branding of a specific company.
1: Yeah, that's a wide range of coverage when it comes to an event. Not only are you taking care of like something as simple as the food and serving
0: them a plate or anything like that. But you're also recording it, totally. you know, taking pictures and all this stuff. And it's weird so far, we haven't actually done too much crossover. Like there has been some, but I think, I think people will look at it and be like, Oh cool. You do this. But then, yeah. you know, we'll take the whole
2: package, just
0: all, all of that. There's a lot that, of trust that goes
2: into that. If you're really saying that one company is going to handle every aspect yes. of your event around you.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it hasn't happened too much. Yeah. yeah. Yet. Yeah. And I'm really high. It would be great. Again, more efficient to kind of just send a big team to a specific event. Oh, yeah. But we don't do as much with weddings. And I would say primarily mm. what we do with common sense events is geared towards weddings and private events. And our business uh, media offerings are more geared towards companies. Okay, cool. So not as much in the private space. Now,
2: with your vision, like you're saying, which I admire and think is awesome because I think you're going to kill that based on what your passion is. Like I said, you found your passion. You're going to drive with that. Because for a lot of people, when they find a job or whatever and they like it and they're passionate about part of it, um, they don't really know how to grow in that market necessarily. Um, even for myself, like as a teacher, I'm passionate about the interactions. Um, I'm, I'm not necessarily passionate about like how to teach content as much as I am about building relationships. And I think I still have a lot to learn about figuring out how do I then direct my passion into growing in my industry. Mm-hmm, yes. um, I think you found that. And I think that's incredible. Um, so where do you, do you have a lot of faith in yourself as far as going forward in that? Do you really see that playing out? in the next year, in the next five years, like, where do you,
0: it's funny you say that because like I'm sitting here and you're saying that I'm thinking like, like, man, that's a really nice thing to say, but I absolutely don't feel like that, I guess. And I think confidence is something, um, like trust is something that you build in yourself over time, Mm -hmm. but it's almost like trusting yourself to, um, to be consistent. Mm -hmm. And like, let's say you told yourself, Oh, I, you know, I'm in a like, go on a diet or I'm going to go like run a mile. And then you didn't run a mile and you were like, you made some excuses to yourself in your head. You didn't run a mile and then you did something else. And then you, again, you kind of fell short and you made excuses in your head. It's about keeping promises to yourself, yeah, being absolutely. consistent with yourself. Then all of a sudden you start building this credibility with yourself. And I feel like this has probably been, been said before, but that I think gives you the confidence to know that regardless of what you set your mind to do, you know that you're going to, see it all the way through to the end Uh, yeah.
1: or or in a different light i'm gonna make this happen i can trust myself to make this happen definitely yeah
0: definitely because you've kind of proved that to yourself
1: yeah yeah and you then now that you explain it like that um kind of building that trust with yourself at first it sounds kind of silly thinking oh well of course i trust myself yeah you know but the way you you said that and you gave an example of like running or something like that and you said okay i'm gonna start running and then you you skip it and you make an excuse yeah. and then you're like okay tomorrow i'll do it and then it's like yo i can't even like count on myself to do what i want to do you know it's weird and i, I don't that's think we dynamic. think of
0: that like i don't think that we actually think i don't trust myself but i think that the not trusting yourself shows up practically when you lack self-confidence yeah mm. i just it's like a kind of a weird thing so anyway i was saying you you say that i don't necessarily think like oh you know we're going to kill it. I just know what I like and I'm, and I'm, I just want to keep doing that. Yes. And so you add on the layers as they're necessary. And it's, it's actually, it's crazy that we're here today talking about this because just earlier today I'm looking at emails for whatever reason I type in my mom and dad's name in my personal email and it, it gives me a range of emails. And at the end of the list is some, are some emails from 2014 right? So this is like five years ago and I'm like, what is going on here? So I like clicked on a couple of the emails okay. and I start to see a couple emails where my mom is connecting me with the first catering company that we ever worked with. No wow. way. And I look at this and then the net so then I go, I, I searched that lady's name in the email and I went back and I looked at the first ever email that I sent to her like, Hey, could I go work some events with your company? And that was like the catalyst that Put everything else out there. But I remember, and so then it just kind of totally took me down memory lane. And I remember sitting there at the time, I was not thinking about having a staffing company. I was just thinking about this would be rad to do. Yes. And it's kind of exactly like what you guys are doing with this yeah. podcast, Blank with Friends. And I absolutely love it. You're like, yo, we want to sit down. We like having these meaningful mm-hmm. conversations with our friends. We like talking about these different topics. Let's do it. And then, you know, you're like, oh, well, to do it, we need mics. So you guys learn a little bit about mics. Yes. Oh, uh, you know what? We might want to record this. You learn a little bit about cameras. You have to learn about YouTube. You have yes. to learn about publishing things. And all of a sudden, you're adding, adding, adding. And before you know it, it's kind of like one of those old video games, you know, like computer games where you have to add onto your city and your yeah. city grows <laughs> yeah, like a little yeah. Age of Empires or something. You right? Think about so Love much more. Dude. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, have nothing, to think. Nothing, it grows. nothing ever huge like
1: turns out. Um, uh, huge or starts huge? No, not at all. It's it's all um uh it's all a progression of things. Uh, like you were saying with the podcast, we literally were like, yeah, we like talking to people, and we like talking to each other in our dynamic. And then we're like, okay, why don't we start a podcast? Okay. Like let's keep going from here and see what it evolves into. Yeah. You know? Probably started with you like that, right? You weren't starting out. You weren't starting out thinking, Oh, I want to do catering or create a company like that. Yep. You're just trying to do what
0: you wanted to do and what you liked. And the funny thing is now, as we look at even starting other things like the media group, um, we've got a couple other things. I want to get into real estate investing. Man, (laughs) you you (laughs) (laughs) all over it, it. it's good. It's really badly want to start open a frozen yogurt shop why whoa that's cool kind of random but totally random (laughs) do you like yo if anyone's listening to this podcast right now (laughs) hit me up on instagram jono amen if you know anything about frozen yogurt companies i'm gonna pick your brain what's (laughs) let's go (laughs) what's
1: what's the motivation what's the desire behind that
0: okay so i feel like frozen yogurt restaurant like places are very low impact like i come from a background of restaurants and food service but it's abbreviated. The service is all abbreviated. It's self service. But if you can create again an, exper- uh, an experience, yes. For people, if you can anchor it in a location mm. that serves a community where there is a high school, a college, if you can make it really rad. If and you can some bump cool T-Pain
2: stuff. strictly on oh. the sound system.
0: I'm talking <laughs> T-Pain and photo booths. <laughs> yeah. I want a photo booth key, in the thing with an don't Airstream. Be, don't be giving
2: too much of this away. No, You're onto no, something right no, now, dude. I, I'm, that's wow.
0: what I'm saying. If anyone hit me but up. It, like, but it really is this.
1: an experience. Though. Oh, yeah. Dude,
2: think about you can bowling alleys.
1: You can carry that,
2: creating an experience to anything. Yes. Anything. Dude, round one coming in at the mall is literally like bowling on steroids. It's like, oh, there's lights, there's cool music, it's and then there's like an arcade behind you. Yep. There's like it's just nonstop like overload of things that I can go do to have fun. You go to Brunswick and it's like more of the classic style bowling, mm-hmm. but it's like they took something and they made it a better experience. Yes, yes. Totally.
1: I it kind of reminds me of what Uber did to the uh, taxi industry in a oh, sense. Oh yeah. Where they took taxi at a a normal taxi service, right? Just taking people from A to B and you pay for the ride. Uber took that and was like, okay, you can have it on your phone. Like it's super easy. Uh, e- there's even some people in their Ubers that are putting in like games yep. on- for them to have this like cool experience. And like, I could play super Mario on the way to a bar. You know what I mean? Like how cool is that? <laughs> I you know you it hopped like, in some
0: Ubers. It's like the dude's got like a full little, he like has every concierge. Like an array every, of everything. Like, yeah, like, like, do you want some, some water? Yeah. Nasty. Not so yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've been in some Ubers where I'm like, I think this car is about to break down. <laughs> You're like, is this, how'd you get in here? With I this? like yeah. that. You must have put like a kid on your car on the outside and took a picture. Right?
1: <laughs> My older brother and I went to uh, San Diego for this event. It, it was called Design Disruptors where they go into an industry and they disrupt the design. And what I mean by that is, is just the example I, I just gave with Uber, they went to the taxi industry, Uber, the people from Uber, and they disrupted that industry hmm. in a good way. Right? They totally revolutionized it. And they made taxis into a thing that's modern and, and cool in a sense, you know? And uh I'm sure that's what round one is doing in, in Temecula. I mean I've never been there, but I went to what one in said,
2: um Cerritos. Was it cool? Oh, it's I fun, bet. dude. We go there like they got a bar, like it's all it's a whole thing, dude. Yeah, if I was just bowling, strictly like you put up one lane in front
1: of me and I'm just throwing heavy ball to some pins, that's boring. But like yeah. put a bar, put all this array, like music and all this stuff, lights, then I'm having fun. You're like, Hey, yeah, well, that's an experience. It's legit.
0: All the diehard bowlers out there are just like, like, I'm turning oh, this off. Mike. Yeah. <laughs> How he's, dare you? He's, uh, he's diluting the People purist. are going to get offended. Okay. What are you going to do? <laughs> um, yeah. Well,
2: whatever. <laughs> I don't know if you guys want to go back to this, but I really liked kind of the concept of what you were saying as far as you never really know where you're going to end up or what your projects could turn into. Right. Um, And a lot of that is trusting in yourself. Um, And a lot of that, too, is kind of ignoring this fear of the unknown. Yes. Um, Specifically me, I talk to a lot of, like, seniors in high school who are about to graduate, Mm -hmm. and when you really get down to it, they have a very big fear, if they're being honest, about, like, college is very different. Mm -hmm. And they're, like, afraid. And it's like, you're going to be fine. I think every step of life there's a big part of this fear of the unknown, of, I don't know, but if you just keep moving forward day yeah. to day and as long as you're finding again what you're passionate about you're pursuing your own interests and making sure that you're not just sitting there being like a lazy piece of shit you're going to find something mm-hmm. no one who pursues things ends up empty handed i totally. mean you you find defeat you find struggle you you feel discouraged at times but like
0: you're not going to like be just obsolete. You also find your life. Yeah. Life is made up of those things. It's it made absolutely up of is. failures and successes and joy and sadness and all like yeah. So if you if you're not moving, you're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Might as you know, well be. I'm glad you circle back around to that. I wanted we got off we were talking bowling and experiences and frozen over. <laughs> but something for me, that's been very interesting, and and again, it's ironic that we're talking about this today, but it really hit me today was the way I'm thinking about all these things now and starting all these things now is very very different than when I started Common Sense Events. Okay. Yes, and it's and I'm like, whoa, I need to like check myself.
1: Really, what's the difference? What what are the you? The difference
0: is now. I've, I've got my feet wet a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'm cool with this business thing. I'm, I like it. Mm-hmm. I'm passionate about it. It's what drives me, you know? Um, and now all of a sudden I'm thinking about a new business and I literally just flick the switch in my mind going from that, that purist, like I have fun with this. I want to do it. I'm going to add layers as I go. And I immediately go into the layers. Hmm. I immediately I'm like, Oh, frozen yogurt and instead of thinking oh you know this could be a great experience and all that immediately i'm going oh well you know how much would it cost to get the the square footage and oh it's going to be hard because i'm gonna have to get licensing and oh I, oh man you know it's probably going to be super hot because of the machines that they all have to run and oh how many flavors are we going to do and who's going to actually pay and oh it's only 45 cents a-. see how, how i'm thinking about all these details yeah and before you know it i'll have talked myself out of the idea interesting versus in the beginning me just saying, yo, I want to start a frozen yogurt thing and then just talk to someone and then be like, and just do it. Like, yeah, let's just do one. And then I'm like, Oh shit, this place is hot because of these machines. I better open a door.
1: Oh, I, yeah. But at that point you have, you have the shop frozen yogurt shop. Like you can evaluate things as they come when they're there. You take
0: one step at a time. And yes. And that totally rolls into what you were saying about motivation and not so much motivation, Mm -hmm. but momentum. And I was talking to Ben Moreland, actually, on on my podcast, Um, and he's a trainer out of Santa Ana, has a gym and and everything, and we were just talking about motivation, but he said it's not so much motivation and like progress as it is momentum. And if you totally forget about what you're doing as far as like a a big goal, but you just focus on the next step and kind of walking and putting one foot in front of the other, and if that's what you're focusing on every single day, like you're saying... You will discover some failures. You'll discover successes. You'll discover these things. But once you kind of take that step, the first three steps might be the hardest steps. But then after that, it'll be hard to stop. There'll be this Absolutely. resistance yeah. band from slowing down. You know, mm. if you're a runner, you hit that pace when you're running where it's kind of that comfortable place almost. Yeah. Awkwardly yeah. enough. To slow down is almost harder. You know, yeah. for the idea of pushing a, a car in neutral. Same thing. Put the car in a neutral. The first couple steps you really are pushing, pushing. And then it's like, okay, you know, my son who's six could push it now. Yeah. You know, yeah. to keep it going. Great analogy. So that's really wow. like something that have I've thought about as I think about starting anything new. And it even sounds like with some of your students, they just have to put one foot in front of the yep. other.
1: Yeah, you'll find your strategy. Put your head
0: Actually. down and just move. Just yep. don't stop. Yeah. And then and it becomes
2: You find yourself doing something, and then you know what? Maybe that's not it. Mm -hmm. Maybe you get there and you're like, I hate this. Mm -hmm. But then back to what you were saying too is the reason you're thinking about all these steps and all these processes that go into starting something new is you've started something new. Mm -hmm. You know what it takes. You've been through it, and it worked out well for you. Great. And now you're almost like, I don't want to speak for you, but it's like you're almost being hard on yourself. Than in starting something else new, where it's like I've started one thing successful, this better be successful. Totally. And I I know what it looks
0: like to go through that, so I got to think ahead. Yeah, there's there's benefit to that, and then there's like drawback to that. There's mm-hmm. the naivete of it's almost the ignorance is bliss type yeah. thing. As long as you do have the confidence that whatever is gets put in front of me, I'm going to handle. Yeah, whatever happens at college, I'm going to handle it. But I'm just going to put my head down and go forward. And the ironic thing is. We spend so much time planning, and I think planning is super important. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But also, if you kind of just say, I'm going to just do something, you're going to either discover that it's good or it's bad. Absolutely. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that reminds me, for some reason, I started thinking about uh, my childhood, really, really quick bird walk. Uh, I used to jump. Mike's over here just like. Uh, <laughs> I just like, envision, like a bubble, like a little, I used to think, uh, or I, I used to ride bikes with my um, brothers and, and friends on the, on the street, right. Growing up. But we used to jump our bikes, like on dirt jumps. Right. Oh, yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I would see kids and myself included before they would hit a jump, they were scared and they were like, okay, they're, you know, they're far away from the jump and they're going to start pedaling to go and to get some speed and then jump it. Um, it was. It almost served you better to just do it. Do it. Like, yes. okay, you're gonna, you're psyching yourself out. You know, you're thinking about it way too much. It's been thirty minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, just start doing it. Start pedaling and jump. You know, it's almost as if you fell harder. Because oh. you, you thought about it way too much. You hesitate yeah. all of a sudden yeah. right at the last minute. Yeah. It's like this fear that's been built. Instead out. of embracing it and just saying, I'm just gonna do it. I'm just gonna do it, you know, and, and sometimes you would just like land it first try because you didn't think so much and you didn't psych yourself out of that.
2: Interesting to continue off that analogy since we're on this, is I never understood people who go do like cliff jumping at Havasu or anything like that, where you find a really tall rock yeah. and then they get up there and then they stay there for like half an hour. And you're like, what are you doing? (laughs) You knew you were climbing up this thing to jump off it. You tried so hard to get
0: up there. You
2: got up there and now you're like you're not gonna die. Like people are jumping past you. Like I've been up there, like waiting behind somebody. I'm like, Do you mind if you just like step back and I can jump off? Because for (laughs) me, I when I do that sort of thing is I climb up and in my head, I'm like, when I get up there, I'm gonna do it. When I get up there I'm gonna do it. I don't wait. I just get up and I jump off. Boop. Because the longer you're standing up there
0: thinking about it, you psych yourself out. Oh my gosh. Totally. Anyways, but do you? So, what do you think though? Because I I feel like we work with a lot of younger people. Yeah, and I know you do too. I mean, you're a teacher, so you're what what grades? Uh, I teach mostly sophomores and juniors. So. Okay, cool. So you're right in that range. Like, yeah, we work with anyone from seniors in high school mm. to college, yeah, post college, right? And it's it's interesting to hear some of the things they're going through in their life, and I think indecision is a lot of that. Absolutely, It's this uh, thing of like, I want to do the right thing. I want to pick the right career to get into or choose the right Mm -hmm. major or my mom says I should do this or whatever. So you're, you are psyching yourself out. You're overthinking it and you end up standing still in your life. Yeah. So I totally love that we're talking about this, but what do you, what would you guys think practically for someone who's listening to this, who's just in that indecision, what's I mean, we're all, we're all saying act, but like someone, if they could have a conversation with us, I feel like we'd be saying, yeah, but what should I do? At the end of the day mm. for me, and this
2: is the biggest thing I can tell young people is if you're not doing anything, go to junior college, at least start moving yourself forward. Um, take some classes. Also, probably should be working, mm-hmm. yeah. finding a job, finding opportunities to continue to excel yourself in a workforce. But like, as what well. job?
0: Because then that's the other thing. Like, I've spoke at Palomar Junior College, yeah, yeah, and kids in there, like, you know, I want to be an accountant. I heard it pays well. And then some people are like, well, I really, you know, some kid is like, yo, I love streaming on Twitch. I love playing video games, but you know, I know that like a business lawyer makes much better money, mm-hmm. so I want to be a business lawyer. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Like, should people just try to do something they love? How do you like? Where's the in between point between practicality and is it just pick one? Um, oh, no. Man. Do you what? Do you have something you want to say? Well, I can go I, in on this. I dude. was
1: just thinking about the conversation I had with my younger brother before this. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Before, and he was saying he's like, I don't know. I'm I'm just bored. I don't know what to do, and I was trying to give him some advice and I said do something anything anything because when I was younger I also felt like that at his age mm-hmm. I was like dude I know where you're coming from I know where you're at what helped me at my at at uh his age when I was when I was his age what helped me was my aunt and uncle saying go to community college And I'm like but I don't know what to do and they're like just go just go They were big supporters and just doing something and for for me it was just community college. They're like, just get into community college, you'll figure it At out. At least you're
2: putting credits on your name. You'll
1: figure something out, you know? And and um I was telling my little brother, I was like, Well, if you don't want to do that, you can do the military. If you don't even want to do that, dude, get your laptop, go to Starbucks, and explore something you like. Like go on the internet, watch a video about something. Something. Do something, you know. Learn. Learn something. Get a skill. Something.
0: What about you, Jordan? I'm curious, like, so when you were feeling that, Mike, you were saying yeah. you, your, your aunt and uncle yeah. told you, just go do something. Yes. So basically, was it like they just yelled at you enough that you were like, all right, fine, guys. And you went. How did it go?
1: Um, well, I think uh, a mixture of that. But okay. also, uh, I grew up really close um, with my cousins, and we're all at similar age, and my brothers. So everyone was doing that. Uh-huh. But I didn't know if I wanted to do that. And they're like, hey, just jump on that train and go with them. Cool. And then I found my own way. Yeah. What about with, you, George? Which you
2: did, and I think the just to wrap that up is you still had stuff to fall back on had you not found your own way. Yeah. Like you could have still been there adding credits to your name until you found yourself with a degree. Yes. In a field. Yeah. When and then all you could have still found yourself another direction, but at least you were not sitting there going, "I don't know what to do." At least doing I was nothing. being productive. Period. Mm. In yeah, some absolutely. sense. Absolutely. What do you mean? What about me? What do you, you direct so, your well?
0: So kind of what I'm getting at, and I'm curious about this, but for me. And in my life, so this is personal experience uh-huh. here, um, but it's something I've seen. Generally, it's hard for us to make decisions without there being some sort of stimulus, and a lot of times the stimulus ends up being painful. I know, right? So, so I feel like, I and I'm and interesting, and I'm wondering if that's consistent. So that's why I was asking you about you. Like, was there a point in your life that you were uh, just like, man, I don't know what I want to do, and then it was like your mom and dad just said yo, if you don't do this, we're kicking you out of the house. Or if they were like, yeah. Hey, you need to do this. Or if you went on a date with a girl and she was like, Oh wow, you don't have a job. Like that sucks. Or she was, you know, she left you for someone else who I'm not saying, I don't, I don't know if this happened. Yeah, or I not, still but, cry about that a lot, but, but keep hitting but, my emotions. <laughs> but like, you know, any one of those things, Jordan's like hot. for me, it was, for me, it was, uh, uh, look at these guys up on Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> we, got I feel some, you. we got some Instagram models over here, guys. Oh yeah, right. Um, no, but just <laughs> for me it was it was getting kicked out at 17. Oh, okay. That was like the big yeah. thing for me that was all of a sudden like, oh wow, toilet paper costs money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it and when toilet paper costs money, everything starts mattering. You yeah. Know? Absolutely. And then the next thing for me was getting my girlfriend pregnant. Mm-hmm. Wow. And then the next thing for me, and that was what led to me getting serious and finishing my college. Yeah. Because I was like, either I'm going to do this now or I'm not. And then the next thing for me was I had a good job at Yardhouse and I was toying with the idea of doing the staffing and I was working a couple shifts here and there, but then I got fired because I didn't card someone who was underage. I should have. They looked young, but I just didn't card them. I was going fast. I was being sloppy. Yeah. Got fired. And it was like, well, this is a great time. I have no job. I should start this company. Yeah. Right? These critical junctures in my life have always been, uh, you know, prefaced. define defining moments. Absolutely. But they've been prefaced by some sort of pain. And I'm the type of guy. And I so why I was asking this of you guys yeah. is I'm wondering if the pain of, like, being left behind on the education train in your family or the job train or maybe the – and I don't know. So that's why I was asking you, Jordan. Yeah whatever it is is it either pain or pleasure is it either some sort of stimulus yeah. that kicks you into drive what i'm trying to do right now is not wait for either pleasure or, or pain, pain but <laughs> literally start something right away yeah be because it's about like it. i'm not trying to like oh yeah like i don't want to sit here with you guys in two years and be like yeah so anyway my company common sense events like that failed we had to file for bankruptcy <laughs> <laughs> and it you was just that failed the, the catalyst that like really helped propel me to be a stock trader like yo yeah, i don't i don't want to have that like i i, I yeah. think it's now a good time of to start smart, building smart. building on on top of wins yes, and so yes. if you're like if that. you're listening to this like i would just oh, man i just feel like if you go out and actually try to do something before someone hits you with a shovel yeah, you know like before that. you get punched in the face like you yeah. might be that person that needs to be punched in the face before you get your shit together yes but if you're not, if you can, like, listen to what me and Mike and, you know, Jordan thinks have just been good for him over here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, what do yeah. you but think, Jordan? No, like, I'm, I'm messing <laughs> with you, man. But you know what I'm saying? Like, if you can find that and and pick yourself up before you have to pick yourself up, yeah. you know, it'll it'll be a lot better for you because you'll be able to live life on your terms Yeah, a little bit more rather than reacting to what happens. Yes, I agree.
1: So, Jordan, question to
2: you. What do you think?
0: I a very like ch- game-changing
2: moment in my life was mm-hmm. the moment that I got sat down and was asked if I wanted to try homeschooling okay. as a means of education. And so I had been public school my whole life. As a student? At, yeah, as okay, a student. Okay. Um, so after my freshman year of high school, my parents kind of noticed that I was... I've always been kind of just like a make people happy run around be exciting like interactions 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 and I was starting to do that without having a sense of self-identity and so my interactions were probably not great like I wasn't doing anything crazy bad but my parents being very in tune with who I was as a little kid is is recognizing that I was living kind of a double life like I would be at church and I'd act one way and then I'd be at school and I'd act a different way and they would catch wind of that and they're like hey are you okay and for me it was like yeah, I mean, I guess I'm down to homeschool because there's my mom was working for a homeschool program, and so I went and I did that, and that was a big moment of change, and I think that defined the rest of my life, if I'm okay. being quite honest, um, just because after that, everything became very independent. Mm. Um, I got a job soon thereafter because I was 15 years old. As soon as I got 15, turned 15 and a half, you get a permit, whatever, through the charter school I'm with, got a job at in and out um, was working, Yay, going to gang. going to school. Yeah. like I didn't work there. Oh, I was a Nick. college student at age 15, essentially, because I would go to school Tuesdays and Thursdays. Yep. That's wild. Independently do my own work, uh, have a job, started making money, um, started going to a junior college when I was still in high school nice. because you can double dip on the credits.
0: Dude, I didn't know you were homeschooled.
2: Yeah. That's rad. Uh, just for the, the end chunk. I graduated yeah, high cool. school a year early because I was already done with those credits, and so I was already compiling college credits um thought about engineering went and hung out with an engineer for a day like this ain't it i was like i'm not gonna sit in a cubicle i can't do that um i started getting into theater a little bit i like performance i didn't realize that my job now i have a lot of like awareness of this like i'm basically a performer you perform every i day. perform you every totally day are. Yeah. and i yeah. love it and that's what i do and I, I realize that's why i'm a good teacher i think it's because yeah. oh, naturally 100%. naturally i just know how to engage yeah. a group of people you like that's that's an audience that's just entertained it sounds all day like it sounds like change came change came life. and i adapted to it and that wasn't necessarily like this painful loss or i didn't have anything big that. like that there's no. nothing really like where i got kicked out or or where i felt like i was like i'm i'm directionless like i always yeah. had direction and i had really good support from my parents both being educators mm-hmm. kind of just keeping me on that track of staying moving forward at all times and mm-hmm. then finding myself i watched my parents be teachers and i'm like that looks chill like my dad's home a lot my mom's home a lot we do a lot of like fun, like laid back things over summer, Christmas, like they don't gotta work holidays. And I'm like, I'll do it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that was I got lucky. Cause I decided to be a teacher for summer breaks. Hands down. <laughs> Hands down. <laughs> I've always loved my summers, dude. And like that's like we got Beach Wednesdays. We got all these things we've always done over summer. I've been doing the same shit every summer since I was fifteen years old. Yeah. And I and I got into teaching for that and then found my passion for yeah. it through kind of different avenues of already yeah. being there so i think so i got lucky to it wasn't be honest. it
1: wasn't um, this like painful process it, no, but it was changed cool. nonetheless
2: i think change can be
1: come through like an avenue of pain or something that's a blessing and adds to your life like let's say you get a promotion at work but they say, Hey, we're going to pay you more, but you're moving to a different city. There's nothing like painful about that unless you're like sad about leaving your city or anything. Like yeah. That. If anything, it's a good thing, or if anything, it's just unknown to you. Mm-hmm. Um, but that change is there, period. And um, it, it could be a blessing at that point.
0: I think it's, I think change is definitely important. But I feel like just from what I'm hearing, you're definitely the type of person that can kind of make that decision to be like, okay, that's what I want to do. And this is what I've seen. And I did hang out with that engineer for a day. I think some people can do that. And some people I'm, and I'm definitely some one of those people. people have to unfortunately. Hit rock bottom. I have to get kind of hit. And yeah. I think it was more when I was younger and I, I hope I'm maturing now to the point that that's not going to, you know, continue to be the thing or I'm going to like structure it myself. But I think, the quicker that you can figure that out about yourself, the less painful life will be, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. In yeah. in the in the result of you, you know, having that change and being like, okay, you know, the choices before me, I'm going to be homeschooled now. Okay, great. Okay, I'm going to go get a job. Okay, I'm going to do this. I bet none of that was easy by any means.
2: Not in the moment, but I think on the big scale, it was. Like, it wasn't anything bad. And I think I think what did it for me in a good way is that moment of being homeschooled And then basically, like, under my parents' guidance, being independent
0: but prompted to move forward from age 15. Like, interdependent. Mm. Like, you had that, like, your progression through life was going to be largely based on what you were willing to put in at your job at In-N-Out, right? Like, I bet – and I'm saying – I don't know if it's – I'm not saying it was hard, but hard is very relative. It absolutely is. You know? And so maybe it was – you know, maybe there were some difficult days at work or whatever, but I'm just saying you were, you kind of like looked at it and said, that seems like a good thing. I want my summers. I'm going to go choose that and I'm going to go do that. Yeah. And then you found your passion through there instead of a painful thing happening, something that you were unaware of. It was like, Oh wow. And then there's a silver lining here. So I think that two, those two different ways, like the quicker you are able to find that out about yourself, the quicker that you're going to be able to actually live a life that's more on your terms. Yeah, and I think yes. even based on what you're saying is, yes, you've had some hard moments, but I think you've
2: also been very proactive about finding your passions and then pursuing those passions. And you're, the fruit of those situations is evident. Mm-hmm. You found what you were passionate. Yes, what, ha- what had to happen was maybe that moment of being kicked out and maybe the moment of, okay, like now my girlfriend's pregnant. Like I gotta start. I gotta start rolling in that direction. Mm-hmm. But I think just your overall quality of life, I think is evident. Based on the fact that you found something that you were passionate about,
0: mm-hmm.
2: totally, and you were able to take that and and run it, yeah, yeah. What's wild is that
1: um, uh, I kind of learned like that too, but I realized, I hope I did at a young at young age <laughs> that uh, that I didn't want to hit rock bottom every time to yeah. learn something. So in a sense, I kind of knew that growing up. Um, so I, I tried to get advice from people as much as I could. And I love talking to older people because of the wisdom that hopefully they share with me, mm-hmm. you know, so I can learn from their mistakes and hope to do better. Totally. Did you ever do that when you were a kid or anything like
0: that? Or like in the, I, during this time? I did not a lot, a which yeah. is the like the crazy thing. Like I did a lot, but I, I think sometimes you just don't know. Until or like you, you don't, you, go you kind it. of don't believe it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's kind yeah. of like that. It's, don't touch the stove because it's hot. Yeah, but are you sure? Yeah, like yeah, I want to yeah. check this out. You know, let me try. Like yes. I'm just gonna check it out one time. You know, yeah. well maybe it was hot the first time. Well, let's check it out the second time. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> yeah, know, isn't I mean? that crazy how you go through that? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, and man. and I think it's, I think I think just kind of figuring out, like being willing to take the time to have that conversation in your head with yourself yeah is super super important and then not get stuck in the mental conversation overthinking right which we were talking about before jumping off the cliff but being willing to actually push forward from that and make sure that you know okay i'm thinking how am i thinking about this and then going to the next place and saying hey okay i got to get this done without having to get smacked in the face by life so to kind
2: of like just curveball this whole conversation and just throw the train off the rails if we would because i feel like we are all very fortunate 100 to be quite honest for sure um as much as the struggles that i mean honestly you guys have been through a lot more like on paper difficult situations at an age where it's like you kind of had to overcome that and then find yourself in your careers and you guys did well it worked Right. I feel like there's a lot of people though that could be listening to this thinking like these privileged assholes. Totally. Do You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like yep. yeah, and where... they would be right. And exactly. Yeah. Like we've all all three of us are very fortunate for the positions that we are in, in our life right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because we've experienced a lot of success. And I think there are people who just are constantly feeling like they're just being like faced with the bad situations, like loss after loss after loss, or as soon as they see something great start building, it's swept out from under them. Um what is your encouragement and what is your focus for that person to continue and to persevere what they love? Because what they love has never served them well. Yeah.
0: You know, it's funny because you're taught, you're saying that to me, but if you knew me maybe eight years ago, even five years ago, I'm 29 now, 24. No, maybe like 22. Yeah, things started getting a little better. Okay. Um, so seven years ago, different story. You're yeah. talking to a, a fundamentally different person in a lot of ways. And so, uh, you know, there was a point at which it was it was very very hard to figure out like what I was going to eat. Hmm. There was um, a point that I was living out of my car. Yeah. There was a point that. The stuff that I was, that I did really, really like, which was partying, which was hanging out with girls, all of that was, was very, um, would always kind of like put me in a different direction. There was a time that I could not hang on to any amount of money to save my life. I mean, like I would get paid and then it would immediately go to partying and hanging out and having a good time. Yeah. And. And it was all, like, I've made so much money in my life, but it's also, and, and I and I think during that period of time, made so much money, and it all just went away so quick because I didn't know how to use it, right? Mm-hmm. I didn't know how to save it. I had absolutely no self-control. And so I think to someone look, listening out there, I uh, to be honest, like, I don't, I'm, and I'm not going to get too hard into my story, but, like, I am you in a lot of different ways. Like, I've been some really, 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 very, uh, depressing and sad places in my life. And I think you don't realize you have zero perspective. And if you're listening to this in your life right now, and things are not going well, nothing's going well, maybe you're a, a freshman in college and you're getting bad grades and your parents are putting pressure on you. And you don't know what you're going to do and you don't have any money and your parents aren't sending you money. And, like your girlfriend or boyfriend just broke up with you and right. Mm -hmm. You crashed your car, whatever it is. I've literally been in like all of those scenarios and I, you, you don't, you just, you just don't have the perspective. The only thing that helps you in that place is continuing to move forward and looking and kind of seeing in your life what things are producing any amount of measurable fruit. Mm -hmm. Like what is working? right? What is the, the minimum thing? Like whenever you go to work, good things happen. Find where good things are happening in your circle, whether it's at work in a relationship. Um, and if there's nothing like that going on, you just need to audit your circle. And absolutely. You need to figure out like, yo, if I'm hanging out with a bunch of people that are partying, maybe the partying is not bad. Maybe I'm just gaming all the time. And you know, that's something I really enjoy. That's the one kind of good thing in my life. You know, maybe I'm selling drugs. I mean, I'm serious. Like anything like that, think about it and go like, what is good? Oh, I'm selling drugs like, oh, I'm making money. Interesting. Every time I'm so good at doing this, every time I go to do that, and I'm not encouraging anyone to sell drugs, but I'm saying, (laughs) start thinking about your, yeah, yeah, you guys are like, uh." (laughs) hold on. No one, no one sell drugs. Can we mute his mic? (laughs) (laughs) But but think and look in your life like, okay, there's a relationship here that I'm so good at fostering and nurturing. There's a, there's something that's happening. Maybe school's not my thing. Maybe school's the only place I'm excelling right? And Mm -hmm. spend more time doing those things and then start putting yourself around people that appreciate you for those skills. And if you can't, if you don't have those people in your life, likely the people that you have in your life won't want to be in your life because they've made the choice to separate from that place themselves. Mm -hmm. And they were very low at one point. So it's super important to put the voices and the voices in your head and the Influences around you to replace them with something else. So whether that's YouTube videos podcasts like this one uh, Whether it's books that you're reading you all of a sudden have new friends You all of a sudden have new people who are speaking into your life and who are telling you different things and there's two Benefits that happen one is a negative benefit a vacuum that all of a sudden you're listening to a podcast So you don't have time to have an unproductive conversation with someone and then also the positive so that's the negative, right? You're not able to do a bad thing, and you're also able to learn something that you're learning from the podcast, or reading in the book, or whatever else. So I think finding those two, uh, those two things, and and you have to make an effort though. So if you have something that you want, and you want to do more. You want to get to that place. You want to, uh, actually Ben Moreland. He's like, if you want to be more, that's the name of his gym, mm-hmm. be more athletics. If you want to be more, you have to do more. And so being willing, you, like you have to not like where you're at enough that you're willing to make significant changes and you're willing to go and say, you know what? I need to pick up a book. I yeah. thought Tony Robbins was like an idiot and he's like somebody that my parents read, and he's so motivational or whatever. Yo, just pick up a book and check it out. You know, go to that one friend who's like really cool. Who's tried to, you know, do a, a podcast or start a little YouTube channel and encourage him and ask him, Hey, Hey, can I jump on with you? Can I help you with this? F- like find something like one thing that you can do that's a little bit better and then really, really hone in yeah. and focus there. And that for me, and I'm totally on a little soapbox here, but like, Dude, I love it. Th- though. Th- that for it. Me, stuff. It's been my, it's been an unlock that's helped me and it's helped me kind of get out of the the trenches quicker i think than i normally would have because once you find something that's working you do it mm. it's like if you find an exercise that you know is working a diet thing that's working you just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it and then all of a sudden you've gone so far because you found something that's one and and so yeah if you're out there and you're listening and you're like man these like privileged assholes like <laughs> first everything is not as always as it seems yeah totally. I, didn't, I didn't mean to no 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 of course of course no right. I, and i'm and i think that you make a very good point because the person like, like i said seven years ago things look different yeah you know and i think people look on instagram people look on uh instagram People look on Instagram a yeah, lot. they do. <laughs> and um, I'm on Instagram. Um, Instagram. And, Instagram. and they're on Instagram and someone's flexing or someone's life, maybe they're not even flexing, but someone's life looks a certain way yeah. and you just don't know about the autoimmune disease that their mom has. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You just don't know about the fact that, you know, their sister is, is in a lot of trouble with the law. Yeah. Random, right? You don't know about the fact that this is going on or that's going on. You don't know what's putting them together, what pain they're hiding. You don't know what's going on and so, Focus on yourself. Spend zero time looking at them and really try to hack your life. Find the one thing that's working. Go after it and that will lead to more things, which will lead to more things, which will lead to more things and you'll be where you want to be before you even know it. Yeah, absolutely.
1: you'll find yourself uh, running
2: a company like you are. Running a staffing company, yeah. yeah. Yeah, You got to start somewhere. Start somewhere and just roll with it. Yeah, something that was interesting too, Mike, I sent you this Instagram video this morning was like there's this old king who had four wives. Oh yeah! Right, that, that was, was deep. Interesting. Dude. I thought it was gonna okay, be a tell meme. Me, tell me, tell me. I was, I was waiting for funny. something
1: to jump out or or some punchline, but so, it was crazy. Yeah, I was
2: like, it. like, is this gonna be funny? Because it's yeah. like on a page that I follow that just like is outrageous memes. Yeah. Like it's dumb. Like it's yeah. wild. What's okay, on there. okay? Okay. Um, so he, tell me. he put this video up, and it's it's this guy telling this story, um, and he's like, so there was this old king, and and he lived a good life, and he had four wives, and he's on his deathbed, and mm-hmm. as he's dying, uh, he calls in his his fourth wife and he brings her in and says like I've given you everything like I've I've decorated you with jewels with fine clothing like I've blessed you beyond belief like will you please enter the afterlife with me like will you pass into the afterlife and she said no I I can't do that I can't offer you that I love what I'm doing here too much and so he calls in his third wife the third wife was Do you remember what it was I remember what. I remember she was. two. I remember two. What was three? Number three was, jeez, I don't remember. <laughs> remember. I don't remember. You don't remember? Okay. Yeah. Well, three was a different wife. Asked that wife to enter in to the afterlife with him, and she said no. Um, the second wife mm-hmm. came in and was there and and said okay please will you enter into the afterlife with me and and she said i as much as i loved you and um i i can come to your funeral i can put on the funeral i can see you off into the afterlife but i cannot join you into the afterlife and the fourth wife so he calls in his fourth wife who he's neglected the first wife or the first one sorry four four down to to three i skipped three i forgot what it was i apologize two was um, going to take you through to the funeral into the passing on right but could not follow you through and then the first wife who he felt like he neglected calls in and and says i know that i've neglected you i know that i have not really given you much in this life and i'm really sorry and that wife said yes i will pass through with you i'll go with you anywhere i'll go you with go. you anywhere you go yeah without hesitation yeah Um, and the moral of this story, and I really wish I knew the third one, um, was that the first wife, like, this is your life. This was your bot. Like, this is it. This is what you have gone through your life as that King is the first or the fourth wife is your physical body. Mm -hmm. Like you decorate it. You take so much care of it. You do all these things to make it look great and look pretty that at the end of the day, like at the end of your life. It's not going with you. Oh, I think I remember the third
1: one. Hit him with the third. Um, I believe that was uh, a symbol for your possessions. The third one was yeah, because it was your body, your like your body and how you kind of took care of yourself and dressed your what, what you said. And then the the third one was possessions,
2: what you acquired in this life, yes, material things, mm-hmm. yes. So and so then the ahead, ahead. down to the second wife. That's your friends and your family. And they'll be there. They were always there for you. They were consistent. They were there. And they're with you up until that funeral. And they're there to see you off, but they cannot go through it. And the first wife that you had is is your soul and your spirit that you completely neglect through most of your life. And then get into the end when that's really the only thing that is going to be with you passing on. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, it was really, really deep.
0: So wrap that around then to because that is super deep, but yeah. wrap that around. So are you just saying um, there's a component of that 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 has to do with like if you are rock bottom? Yeah, I mean, I think what I, I kind of got distracted
2: getting into that story so deeply. What were we saying right before that? And I'm so we were just it applied, about, and all of a sudden I forgot. Oh, why no, 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 yeah, you went totally off fine. on that whole. No, no,
0: no, because I feel like there's like a, a, a connection, but I like there was, and it. I had it in my head, yeah, and now yeah, it's gone because I, I, I went off telling that deep story. So, so uh, we were talking about how if you're kind of in any state, rock bottom, or you're feeling really depressed or discouraged or anything about where you're at in life right now, mm-hmm, and you're yeah. wanting to make this change, oh, maybe you're saying like invest tap into yourself tap that's into what you yourself. were saying yep. Is find uh-huh.
2: your okay that's it came back Touche. to now nice. is find your position mm-hmm. and find where you're at and pick apart your own deal don't look mm-hmm. at someone else's instagram page cuz you don't know what they're going through totally. right like stop that level of i'm trying to be this or i'm trying to be that like look at what you are mm-hmm. build upon that pick yourself apart right and analyze yourself and be able to build that up as as your character and as who you are as a, a person totally yeah. That's a crazy story. That's a really, really. I I wish so I had deep. the the other wife nailed down. I'm gonna have to go back and watch that. I think it was that. it was. Uh, I think it was Possessions. That okay. sounds about right. Like oh, it was perfect, man. I was yeah. watching that and I I'm expecting it to be some dumb meme that just comes out of it and yeah, just like dude. hits you with like the yeah. boom, like on the end of it. Like music starts playing. And yeah, like, Jordan
1: it. Jordan sent me this in the morning, right in the yeah, morning. I, I had morning just gotten up. That. I'm like. Whoa! I'm like watching this.
2: You're like, all right,
1: well,
0: I, this is deep. This is, I'm gonna go to work now. And, <laughs> all uh, right, I'm gonna change the world now. Actually, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. real quick, my soul, <laughs> <laughs> my soul will be different after oh today. My goodness. Yeah. Um, as if we're as we're on that topic, the one other thing which I think wraps around to all of this, like the beginning of the year thing, the companies, um, you, if you're listening to this, and it has anything to do with where you're at in life, uh, or really anything of where we all are at. When you have comfort in your life, and this is, again, going back to pain and stimulus and doing things, getting things done, um, the best kind of, to me, the most beautiful time is when you are, you don't have a lot and you're trying to figure out what you want to do because you don't have a lot of like the students that we're talking about or whatever. You don't have a lot to give in a way, right? You Mm -hmm. don't have a lot of possessions yet right? You don't have a lot of stuff, a lot of money. You're kind of in this very naked and bare position. And yeah. really what the only thing that you can give in so many cases is your time. Who you are. And who you are too. And who too. you are. What you, who you are uniquely. Who you are. Like, yes, the soul, yeah, <laughs> right? what you like, bring, who you are mm-hmm. and then your time. And so I think if you're, the other thing that you could do is find a way to give your time away to someone else. Because as you go through life that paradigm shifts and all of a sudden you start to have less time and more money and possessions. So that whole kind of pyramid tips on the other side and the most valuable thing to you becomes your time because you've worked to the place that you have the money, you have the possessions, you have all of this different stuff. So if you can find someone who's on the shift side of that paradigm and you can offer something that they value highly, you will leave, with money and they will leave with more time and it's a very very good and very powerful exchange that happens with that i've never thought about that and that is interesting i'm my head's like cocked over here i'm like what the? (laughs) (laughs) well like have you ever and i think maybe it's a meme i'm sure there's a meme there's a meme for everything but like um have you ever heard the saying like when a man with experience it's like experience hustle and money and like when you have those three the one person leaves with the experience, like the person with the money leaves with the experience, the person with experience leaves with the money and the person with hustle gets a little bit of uh, everything. Mm, Like I've never heard that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, it's like if, if, if I have no time and Jordan has no money, but I have money and Jordan has time and Jordan says, Hey, let's do a deal together. I'll run your business. If you invest in the business now, all of a sudden Jordan has money. Right. And now all of a sudden I have Jordan's time. We're leveraging something that we each have. Yeah, it's like you almost trade. Totally, exactly. And so, if you're coming and you're like, "Man, I I don't have much going for me," or "I don't know what I want to do," or "I'm at rock bottom," or "my friends," or whatever's going on in life. Again, find that one positive thing, and then find the exchange. Mm-hmm. Find what the other person has, what you can complement, the value you can bring. Yeah. And that, I mean, like if you reverse, if you can reverse your mind to think like that and think about the value you give rather than what you need and what you need to take your life will change so quick. It's incredible, dude. And That's so I mean, well said,
2: dude, bottom line is so many people think that they do not have value to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Cause I have conversation after conversation, after conversation of people hitting us up or whatever, saying, I love your podcast. I love what you guys are doing. And I'm like, sweet can't wait to have you on and they're like who me mm-hmm. what That's oh so what? True. oh my gosh i don't know No, yes you do Why like is you it like absolutely that? have value you have a story you have something unique about you that you can just bring to the table that no one else yeah. can yes yes people will relate to you and yes your story is similar which is what gives you value in that mm-hmm. period yeah. Yeah. Is that someone else needs to hear what they someone else is going through the same thing, mm-hmm. but in a different way. And yep. it's like, it's incredible, dude. But it's it comes exactly back to that thing of saying, what I have, I have value, period, in some way, shape, form. And present that, mm-hmm. and use that, and yeah. utilize it. Why are people like that?
0: In the same way, I think your, shit, your own so, shit doesn't so stink. Like in the reverse. Check this out, right? Like if you're like, oh, you know... You can't see your own shortcomings, let's mm-hmm. just say, or let's say you oversee your shortcomings. In some cases, sounds like we're talking about, but yeah, yeah. Let, let's say, you know, the whole concept of like your shit, not stinking. Think about this. Your life, you may not think is interesting, but it's because it's your life. Yeah. Right. There's someone else who has maybe a very similar life. Or a very, very different life, but you would look at them and of course they'll put the one or two interesting things they do on Instagram and you're like man, that person's just traveling all the time so oh, cool, they're doing this, so yeah, cool or like
1: someone lives in the country versus you living in the city and they're looking at your life like, oh my god, look at the city, the buildings, the sidewalks, all these people and cars and you're like, uh, this is how it's always been, yeah. this is boring to I me, this it. is normal, you know?
0: The traffic the yeah, absolutely, and then, yeah. and then the two people get together and have a conversation and may totally miss each other but it's because you don't realize the value you don't realize where you're at and again there's no perspective and so perspective no you just man that's that's such a crazy thing to think about
1: yeah it's kind of almost uh
2: saying like the grass is always greener in a sense yeah absolutely it is totally yeah it's not understanding your own position and understanding that everyone has a different position but your position has its benefits and its downfalls no matter yeah. what in mm-hmm. every situation that you're in
0: and that's wraps back around to self-awareness and then something else that's uh interesting to me fascinating actually something that we talk about on my podcast and i by the way i really want to have you guys on we're no. going to be on really? <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up i am not interested. this conversation okay. <laughs> has been awful Maybe some other time <laughs> i'm down oh my god no i am too man I can't like, wait i'm busy i'm busy <laughs> um but one of the things that we talk about, and I'm, I'm fascinated, is what is the thing that prevents us from living up to our true potential? So, like, where are you? Where are Where is the best version of you right now? Like, what are you doing to yourself that's sabotaging you from being whatever
2: you All can you could be. max out? Well, I think you just what? answered your own question as far as, like, what are you doing to yourself that is causing that? It's whatever you're doing to yourself. Well,
0: well, totally, but no, no, no. But I actually want to ask that question of people, and I actually want wow. to know like what's going uniquely on uniquely in each person, exactly. Because specific. the second yeah. that you can think about that, and I have this theory, and I think maybe it'll land in a book one day or something like that, and I, I think you know I want to talk about it a lot. But I have this idea that just like you talked about being an actor in your classroom in a way and you have that showbiz side of you that you can connect with people that way just showbiz baby showbiz Showbiz, baby (laughs) (laughs) um that in that same way i think that we all have these roles and and my role um is very much a facilitator like i am not so i have these like ideas of these roles so one is like a superstar right one is a facilitator there might be one who's more of a thinker one's a lover One's oh, a lover, Michael. <laughs> That's your boy. <laughs> no, he, That's got, me. he got. That's he got. He got deeper. He, he lowered his you. voice. That was his bedroom voice. I'm not <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> but but knowing like who who you are, that will help you not fight against yourself. Mm-hmm. Because if you're like, man, I just I just think that whoever the figure that you're looking at are really appreciating whether it is like a Gary Vaynerchuk or a Tony Robbins or someone on Shark Tank or never mind that say someone who's maybe maybe it's Jordan <laughs> it's me dude you know it's jordan and it's hey, like thanks, guys. one of his one of his students is like man jordan's so charismatic of course he can be a teacher i want to be a teacher but i just i just don't have his charisma right if someone's thinking that they might just need to step out of their shell right mm-hmm but there is another component that maybe they're not tapping into who they are enough and maybe they're not charismatic maybe they are the thinker and every step and every push that they try to be more charismatic only lands them on their face more and more and more and so yeah to encourage that point I know yes, what you're saying absolutely you're saying. and to encourage that is I miss a lot of
2: kids cuz I'm so charismatic yeah there's a lot of kids that don't connect to me because I intimidate them. That's mm-hmm. so interesting to think about that, Jordan. I don't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. I'll, no, I'll, just I and mean, I can I can wrap that up. Okay. Is is literally, and I've had to learn that, and I've recognized that mm-hmm. is when I am too woo like, which I naturally am. Like I get that in the classroom, I get this audience, I get going, I do my thing, and I have to recognize that there's kids who don't respond to me when I'm on that platform, mm-hmm. and I think something that I've tried to shift and get better at is changing my platform for those kids and. I do the charismatic because it reaches the majority, mm-hmm. but I know for a fact it doesn't reach those kids and like a place that aren't responding to that. Mm-hmm. And so another teacher could rise up. Kids don't, not every kid needs me as a teacher. Mm-hmm. Some kids True. don't need me as a teacher. Some kids need the teacher who's more low key, who's not going to be as like yeah. hyping them up and pumping up the environment and just having a good time. Like They need someone who's more mellow that they feel comfortable approaching mm-hmm. and then they can be that teacher to mm-hmm. someone yeah. else.
0: Yeah. In just the same way that you, oh, well, you were going to say something. Oh,
1: I was just going to note that something I've noticed living with Jordan is our dynamic between each other and and, and as roommates and and how we interact in social settings. Um, I'm much more of a mellow type dude. I sit in the in on the in the back seat, you know, and I chill. I can rise up to the occasion and be like, yeah, and be in the center yeah. of everyone, but more often than not, I don't. Totally. And in, even in conversation, I'm comfortable going deep whereas I think Jordan I don't want to speak for you but I think Jordan is more comfortable or or he he, he has a it comes more naturally it comes more natural to him to to keep it lighthearted and fun where I'm like I don't want to be like that you know I want to go deep all the time you know Would you, would you say that or, or uh, you can correct yes, me correct, yes me, if no. No, correct think, me if I'm wrong I think I
2: think naturally if I'm with a big group of people and I'm just doing my thing I'm having a good time um if I'm not with my loved ones and I don't know who I'm with, then yeah. I I want to go deep because I like to break that threshold. Yes. So okay. for me, I don't enjoy the fun, outgoing, like goofy, surfacey stuff until I've broken down the barrier a little bit of the intimacy.
1: I was thinking of this conversation we had. I can't even remember. It was a long time ago. But you were talking about hanging out with some friends, and I was saying, I don't know, like I just can't get deep with them. And uh, you were you were saying, well, I think that that's just who you are like it's not because they're bad or you're bad it's just who you are i and he jordan was saying i'm much more comfortable being like oh we're not going to go deep okay i'll just hang here wherever we're at I'll, i'm comfortable being here will i pursue
0: them out again though no true you know what's interesting though you guys are perfectly kind of illustrating my point of let's say in the dynamic between the three of us you're more the thinker i'm like a facilitator and you're more the star i'm just going to use that generic yeah to to
1: correct you i think i'm a feeler much more than i'm a thinker okay so you're done personality tests and and the type of person i am gets confused by thinking that they're a thinker Mm -hmm. but in actuality
2: they're a feeler yeah. okay so then so let's I'm, even go with that yeah. feeler it still works uh, facilitator go ahead. because you're Star. the thinker as a facilitator you're thinking about how things are going to work out he's responsive yeah. to and the you're hot feeling. dude
0: oh yeah you're super <laughs> hot too That's We got to cool tell dynamic. every guest on our oh, show oh my now. gosh okay yeah. <laughs> <'Cause> we don't <laughs> invite you are making hot me hot blush yeah. i'm so yeah. glad you guys, you guys can't get see red me. dog red there's a there's a camera um go ahead go ahead I really think, though, the the quicker that you can figure that out about yourself and understand and just spend a second, like, don't just assume like, oh, yeah, I love people. Oh, yeah, I'm an extrovert. Oh, yeah, no, I don't like people. Oh, I'm an introvert. Oh, I'm going to hang out with the other introverts. Instead of characterizing yourself so quickly, kind of think like, okay and obviously these guys have just been talking. You guys have heard both Jordan and Mike talking about their different respective gray areas on the gradient from extrovert to introvert right if we're going to use that as a metric i think it's so important to figure that out about yourself and hack yourself to the point where you can think in your mind like i have extroverted tendencies maybe jordan's a closet introvert and we just don't know it and he really just recharges (laughs) exactly but see if he was going to choose a career or try to partner with someone who is equally extroverted he would bump heads all day. You couldn't figure out a podcast together. Yeah. I think the beauty about yeah, what you guys I have think, going on. Which
2: is the the dynamic I was trying to convey. And earlier. embrace. No, no. You were conveying it correctly. I just totally. think maybe not in the right like category. But I think every person has certain levels of their category where it's like if you try to be something that you are naturally not, mm-hmm. you are holding yourself back from being the best version of yourself that you can be. Yes. And there's a difference between like not accepting challenge and overcoming. It's Thank like, you. well, I'm so glad you said, right. I don't yep. want to, I don't want to say that. Like, I was about to say that. <laughs> I don't want to say that. Like to start yelling at someone Jordan. who's <laughs> overweight and it's like, okay, like, well, I guess I'm just not skinny. Someone I'm to embrace this. It's like, okay, yes and no. Are you healthy? Yes. Right. Totally. It's not necessarily about not being able to change who you are as a person, but it's embracing who you are as a person. And changing the things that you have the power to change such that you can be the best version of yourself.
0: And to, yeah. and to wrap that for me around to business, I found that the second that I try to take on, and I, and I and and this has really happened in the last three months here, the second that I try to take on roles in, in the company that are technical and that are detail-oriented, I start falling apart. Mm. I really, really do. And so at the beginning of the year, I kind of had this... this attitude towards it of like well screw it i'm not bad at the details so i'm not going to do any details and i would use that as a cop-out like oh Oh, i'm sorry i'm sorry you know i'm sorry mike i'm sorry jordan i can't i can't do that i'm not the guy to talk to because i don't do the numbers right oh i don't know i don't know i'm not the guy who does that oh i'm just bad at it right and voicing that i'm now flipping the script a little bit and saying like i could try to learn Like, it's basically saying, like, I could try to be a really, really good basketball player, but I'm never going to be LeBron.
1: So I shouldn't do it anyways.
0: Exactly. Instead of having that cop out, be willing to learn, be willing to grow in your role, but grab onto the things that you're best at. And instead of saying, like, oh, I'm never going to be as good as LeBron, I just might as well never play basketball. Be like, yo, I love basketball so much, but I know that I'm not going to win there big. I need to, you know, take on soccer because I'm a little shorter and I know that that's where I'm going to be able to kill it the most. Mm -hmm. Because of some other things. So it's that thing, kind of like sports and physicality within sports, knowing who you are on an interpersonal level and yes. on a metaphysical level, knowing how you interact with other people really helps give you a competitive advantage mm-hmm. just in the same way that a LeBron might take a physical advantage from someone through yes. size or whatever. Yeah. Put yourself in positions to win, which then builds trust, yeah. which is kind of brings yeah. us full Build circle Build self-confidence because if totally. you're not experiencing wins,
2: then... How are you gonna to try to continue? Mm-hmm. Yes. Put yourself in a setting, put yourself in an environment and in that you're gonna be successful so you can experience win, so you can experience more confidence and then it's gonna feel win good in other too. places. It's gonna feel Absolutely. great.
1: It feels great knowing that now uh, I'm twenty five now. It feels good knowing that I know this about myself.
2: I go deep. Yeah. And and it feels good when I do that. And you know that and you embrace that. And I embrace it. Yeah, yeah. and that. you guys are both really hot yeah. too, so John, you're hot. <laughs> John like, stop.
0: Stop. stop. It's getting, this is getting weird, guys. It's what?
2: Getting weird. <laughs> when was the
1: last time someone told you you're hot, dude?
0: it's a couple seconds ago <laughs> <laughs> before that dude uh, before uh,
2: that uh, people need to be told they're hot dude yeah,
0: your dude. dog kind of gave me this look did it
1: oh really? that's weird yeah it is super weird <laughs> i've been talking to my dog about that i was you like stop intimidating dog, the dude. guests uh,
2: yeah anyways dude this is awesome i knew this podcast was going to be great i we had a fantastic conversation <laughs> yeah, dude, we really just now did. You i guys i, I enjoyed awesome. that thanks yeah. for having me on i yeah, really man, appreciate it's it It's a pleasure it was nice hearing
1: your story of like kind of like you touching on what you've been through and then also like kind of pulling yourself out of that and how you saw things um, when you're um, going through that stuff, it's really cool. And then seeing you now, really, really cool to see. I Thank say you. cool a lot. Well, cool. it definitely, it's just cool. And it's, it's
0: all it's, process. It's cool. Like in a year, you know hopefully the business is not right. Yeah. You know, hopefully. But you know you know what I mean? It's really, it is a process and you always kind of look back like those pictures from high school like what was I wearing or like yeah. what was I doing? And it's that same type of thing. So it's all yeah. You live and you learn, man. You Thank live you. and you learn. Appreciate that, guys. Yeah. Well,
2: love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. I really hope you enjoyed this. Uh, hit up Jono. We'll tag his... His stuff. He's a super inspirational guy. He's got a lot going for him. He's encouraging, yeah. and he's an awesome dude to have a part of your life. So hopefully, you network with him and get to know him through social media, and then maybe further avenues. Yeah, so. I'm
0: on uh, Instagram, John O'aymin, J O N O A Y M I N. Yeah. And I've got links to pretty much all the shenanigans I'm up to on there. I love it. Yeah.
1: If you like what you heard, check out his podcast too. We'll get we're gonna tag everything, obviously, because yeah. you're hot, dude. So that's well, it was <laughs> I'm trying
0: to deflect now. Jordan, you're hot. Thanks, that's man. Right. I appreciate that. Dude. That's what, that we, do. That's what, that's what we do.
1: Pump up culture. Yeah. That hair. That's what we're about. All anyways, right. this has been blank with friends. I'm Mike. I'm Jordan. Peace and blessings. Later, See you guys.